America, my name is Ahmed Yosef from Pong. I come to you live every Thursday about this time, and I'm going to talk a little bit of mess about LeBron James and Mark Zuckerberg. And you're going to say, well, at least they're trying to do something. What are you doing, Ahmed? And I'm telling you, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the whole story, all right? So let's say I had a drinking problem. If I had a drinking problem and you put a lot of money and designed an app and say, you know what? I know you have a drinking problem, but here I designed this app, and you put this app onto your phone and it is going to help you stop drinking right i designed an app and it turns out that the app doesn't work the app never worked they've tried multiple apps all the different kinds of apps and they told and the and the app doesn't work i still end up drinking at the end of it you would say that the app doesn't work and it was a bad cure. And then someone else could come at you and say like, well, at least he tried to design an app. What have you done for stopping the drink? What have you done to stop drinking? He designed an app. Even though the app didn't work and the app was never going to work. And like, if you think you can stop someone, an alcoholic from drinking with an app, then you don't, you fundamentally misunderstand the problem and you're not actually helping people understand the problem by telling them that you just need to design another app or more people need to design a different app right so how does that relate to lebron james and mark zuckerberg well lebron james at his i promise school kids can't do math right um, and it turns out that the, the administration was surprised. We didn't know it was this bad. Now, LeBron James is, I promise, school uh, recruits apparently from the bottom 25 percentile of, of, of Akron's um, children. So the kids weren't passing the test before. But you could do back to um, uh, comparison studies of kids who were accepted to the school but then went to public school, regular public school, and they did. They, 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 the scores were as bad, so, or depending on which article you read, a little bit better than the kids at the LeBron James school, right? So you can say that, well, at least LeBron James is doing something, but is he really, or is he like the guy who's giving you the app to help you quit drinking in a way that confuses the problem? And why do I, why do I mention Mark Zuckerberg? Because Zuckerberg did the same thing. Zuckerberg did the same thing. $100 million investment to um, uh, Newark schools and turned out a lot of that money went to consultants, but it just, it didn't help the problem because we misunderstand what the problem is. These kids, these kids need a one-on-one -on -one tutor. Look, if you're coming from lineage degradation and you're going to the I Promise School, that means your parents want you to do well but they do not have the capacity to pull you over the line themselves or the, the school system as we conceive it is fundamentally inadequate to your problem, right? These are standing civil rights um, violations. And when I say a standing civil rights violation, I mean that part of civil society is being able to compete um, with other people in a market-based um, regime, right? You're, if your eighth grader can't compete with my eight-year-old in math and reading, then you are setting your kids up for failure. They're not, you're not setting them up for freedom. You're setting them up for failure, right? So it's a standing civil rights violation that we pretend isn't what it is, right? So we owe these kids insofar as we um, expect them to grow up to be 
equal participants in civil society, equal participants in our political life, and be and not be owned by the people who can take a test. We owe them what it takes to pull them over the line. And what it's going to take is going to be one-on-one tutoring for four hours a day from eight o'clock to noon um, to, to erase the, the, the generational degradation that like is shot through their entire family. Right? And this is, no fa- this is no fault of the family themselves. It's generational. No fault of the family themselves. They don't have what it takes to teach this particular skills, but we can if we put the money there. It's better to put this money in one-on-one tutoring. One-on-one, not three-on-one. One-on-one tutoring with someone. It could be a different person every day. You could have five kids rotate between five teachers um, in a week, and for four hours a day, they just work on reading, right? Because the school system that we have right now is set up for a population that only exists, you know, in the upper half of the demographic, upper half of of the national profile, right? Like, like I personally, I'm going to do another show on on why I put so much time into my kids' school. I don't, I personally don't expect the schools to teach my kids anything. I just, they're like a holding station, <laughs> but I, I expect everything that my kids learn, they'll learn from me. But if you're not, if you don't have me as a parent, then your kids just won't learn. Or it's just a, a crapshoot with democracy and crapshoot with their rights. So right now we have a standing civil rights violation. It's child abuse, it's the equivalent of child labor. Child labor was maybe the more positive version where we like we force kids to do bad things, um, inappropriate things. Where this is just we're just depriving them of their needful education, and they're not going to be surprised when they die on the vine. Right? If part of civil society is participating in um, as an equal in the competitive market, then we're setting these children up to be abused. This is a form of child abuse. This is a form of child abuse. And even if it comes under being nice, we just kind of, we're nice to them and we socially promote them. Um, but then at the end, they can't read, so they end up being abused. It's just, it's a velvet glove of child abuse that's time delayed. Um, uh, it's the equivalent of feeding them candy for all the meals. It's, it's, it's lazy governance, and we're not just serious about their development. And if we were serious about development, we would do what it takes to develop the citizens that, in the way that they need to be developed which would be the one-on-one tutoring. But we don't do that. Instead, we think we can throw either $100 million or LeBron James's name on it and think that that will somehow save the problem because that's, these are the solutions that make us feel good. Even if they are manifestly and empirically proven wrong every time, these are the solutions that make us feel good because we're not serious about the problem. We're not serious about the child abuse. Right? We're not, we don't understand this as a form of child abuse. If part of what it is to be a free American is to be able to compete in the civil society, and you need to be able to read and do math in order to do that, and you can't compete with, like I said, my, my eight-year-old, then um, and my 10-year-old, uh, I bet you some of these guys can't even compete with my six-year-old. I have three kids who can all read and do math. <laughs> um, if, if you can't compete with them, then you're just setting up for failure and there's not a serious political push to, to, to fix it. 
right? So all of this is the equivalent of thinking, of telling people and feeling good about yourself that you can cure alcoholism with an app, with an app, <laughs> right? That's, that's all you're doing. And it's a civil rights violation and these children deserve more because they didn't do anything. And even their parents didn't do anything. Parents didn't do anything wrong. It's, it's, it's a situation. We're not talking about lazy, bad parents. We're talking about parents who simply do not have the capacity to do this part of the job. Like by the time you're sending your kids to LeBron James to school, you want to do right by your kids. Heck, there are a lot of very wealthy, very erudite, bad parents who still, kids can still read and do well just by accident just because of the quality of language spoken in the house and just the thoughtless habits that the parents have around schoolwork. But it turns out that their kids are st could still pass a test like that. Right. And even if, the even if the parents are, are, are really bad. So these good parents send their kids to the school, still, kids still can't read. It's because the school isn't made for them. And look, I say a lot of these schools aren't like the... Schools aren't made for black people in general, but if you're talking about poor black lineage degraded humans, the school, like the setup is just not serious about um, making ADOS whole, right? You would just fundamentally change the setup. And it wouldn't be that big of a, we just need to admit that this is a problem that only one-on-one -on -one tutoring during the school day, four hour blocks, one-on-one -on -one, from pre-K to probably fifth grade can fix. Then we can fix it in a generation. But that means you need to pay for a whole professional teacher per student. And you can call it part of reparations, you can call it anything you want, but you can't, but it's going to be qualitatively different than the quality of education you give to people who haven't been generationally degraded, who can go 10, 12, 15, 30 in a classroom. Um, we just need to admit the scope of the problem. And our inability or unwillingness to admit the scope of the problem is, is child abuse, right? So we have a problem as a nation, unable and unwilling to admit scopes of problems. Like we get into whole wars because we don't know what we can and can't do in Afghanistan or Syria or Ukraine. And um, we're just not honest about the scope of problems in our capacities. But this is one that affects American kids that we actually can fix, but we need to admit the scope of the problem. We need to admit the scope of the problem and that the current structure of education isn't really serious about dealing with it. Um, it's serious about, like, we have an education system that's built to um, educate, you know, middle-income suburbanites. And for them, it does a fine job. Um, but... And just how we think about class sizes and how we think about teacher training and all of that. We need to fundamentally shift that to make it adequate to the problem. Like zero of LeBron's kids graduated. Zero. Right? So we just don't understand what it takes. I mean, pass the test. For years. We simply don't understand what it takes. And we want to pretend that like, well, you know, we just need the right amount of rich guys to get together to do it. And this is a very, this is a similar problem um, for the video I did last week about the Celtic player who wants to make a black Wall Street in Boston. Like he doesn't understand the scope of the problem. 
He doesn't understand the scope of the problem. And for all of you people who in the comments are saying, well, at least he's doing something. What are you doing? I'm not fooling you about the scope of the problem. <laughs> I'm more serious about the scope of the problem. If it's just about not, um, if it's just about not passing the test, <laughs> anyone can do that. Anyone could get kids who will not pass the test. But you need, we need to be, we need, we need to be honest about the scope of the problem. And this problem will only be solved with individual attention for our blocks by professional teachers who are paid a lot of money to teach one kid. Paying people $100,000 a year to teach one kid. And you know what that person will do? Be able to teach that one kid. And you still need all the wraparound services. You still need, um, you still need the school lunches and all that stuff. And they can have two hours at the end of the day after lunch uh, to, to goof around with their peers. But for four years, they have individual tutoring. For five years, they have individual tutoring. Um, and then they'll be able to compete with my kids. Because right now, my kids are just going to eat them. Like, and part of being able to compete with regular kids is what it means to be an American. Like, if you can't compete in civil society, in a market-based civil society, and that means you need to know how to read and do math, then you are not actually a full member of the United States. So it's a civil rights violation. It's a standing civil rights violation. And we're just okay with it. Being born into some of these families, I'll say this again, being born into some of these families is a standing civil rights violation. And it's not the fault of the parents. It's a fault of an America that created a system that didn't equip parents to actually express their love in, in an appropriate way um, and bring their children along in a manner which the children deserve. Because children didn't do anything wrong. And you all, you all know people who have children and you just think that, th that, that three-year-old is screwed for the rest of their life. That three-year-old is screwed for the rest of their life because of who their parents are. And, not, and, and I say this, and I'm thinking about people who are actually, who love their kids and want to do well for their kids, but their family life is so screwed up and their background is so screwed up that that kid does not have a chance, regardless of the affection and concern the parent has. Doesn't have a chance, doesn't have the skills. And I can't raise everybody's kids, right? But... It's not the kid's fault. It's not even the parent's fault. We birth civil rights violations because we haven't made, especially black communities, poor communities in general, but especially poor black communities whole. So they're just standing civil rights violations and it's not, it's gonna, it, it, this will not be fixed with NBA money any more than Black Wall Street will be built in Boston by some Celtic player money. Jalen Brown's money. All right. By the way, if you appreciate what I'm doing, which you should, because nobody's going to tell you this. Nobody's telling you that. People are going to say, well, at least, um, you know, LeBron James is doing something. At least Jalen Brown's doing something. No, they're not. They're confusing you about what needs to be done. They're not doing anything. Like, it's not working. We need to admit that, and we need to put... That's like saying, well, at least the U.S. did something in Afghanistan by, <laughs> by trying to build a government there. No! Like, we, we, we didn't. At least the U.S. is doing something in Ukraine. Are we? Are we? No. 
Like that's just, we're just, we're popularizing, misunderstanding the problem and we should be ashamed of ourselves. Um, and the media should be ashamed of ourselves. And we do it because it makes us feel good regardless of the people who are victimized by, who are suffering under the standing, of the, under the standing civil rights um, um, violation and also the delusion because these people don't control their own media. They don't control their own media. So they might, uh, so we're telling them that this is going to help their kids when it turns out it won't help their kids. And then the, the parents will end up blaming themselves and it just ends up being a disaster. So we need to be, we need to understand the scope of the problem. We need to be honest about it. And we need to trace the historical lineage and the historical reasons why the problem is as bad as it is. And it's not just an Akron. Akron's just a random city. I mean, LeBron could have been from any city. He could have been from Richmond. He could have been, if you take the 20, top 25% of any of these cities with poor, with a sizable poor black population, the bottom 25% of any of these cities with a sizable bl poor black population, sizable black population, because any city with a sizable black population has a sizable poor black population, you're going to get similar results. Similar results. Because it's, the problem is huge and generational and structural. And so you need an enormous government solution to fix it. And if you're not serious about an enormous government solution, you're just kind of casual about screwing entire generations of black kids. And their parents, because their parents want to do well by them. All right. Thank you for your time. If you appreciate what I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. Kick in $5, $15, $50 a month. Nobody else is talking to you like this. Um, but I am, and I think more people should. Go ahead. Clip this up and, and, and send this video on to your friends um, in education because it's all part of a scam. It's all part of a scam as, I'm, uh, as, as far as I'm concerned. A stand, it's child abuse. Being born into some of these families is child abuse. These kids do not have a chance. If part of what it is is having a chance is being able to compete with my kids, they're not, they're not there. Like, it's like sending kids to NBA tryouts. It's like sending eighth graders to NBA tryouts and say like, well, at least they get to try out. No, <laughs> no, they were never going to make the team. And if some freak um, or Chris Bosh or someone like that makes the team, you can't hold them up and say like, well, see, NBA players, uh, eighth graders can go to NBA tryouts and make it to the second day. No, it's not. It doesn't work like that. All right. Stop fooling people. Take care. And I will see you on Monday.